with the, with the current uh, crisis, as you as you could call it, uh, around COVID nineteen and the whole new world we we are facing uh, in, in football with all the restrictions and things that are not possible. Uh, we wanted to run a, a new innovation challenge, which is now called Reimagine Football, to to really find the right solutions that can help us overcome all the difficulties that the, that the current situation brings. This is the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast, showcasing outstanding startups and initiatives in the global sports tech ecosystem. From Sports Tech X, the leading source for data and insights about sports tech. Here is your host, Ron Maholtra. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of what I hope by now is your favorite sports and innovation related podcast. And if it's not yet, then please tell us why and what we can do to grab that title. This is Rowan from SportsTechX. And with the football season reaching squeaky bum time, as Sir Alex Ferguson would call it, and uh, last week's World Football Summit, where I had the chance of having a fascinating chat with Marta Plana, uh, a member of the board at FC Barcelona and a key leader at the Barca Innovation Hub, alongside CEO of Pixelot, Alon Werber. Uh, that talk was available online on the World Football Summit website in case you missed it. Anyways, in keeping with the theme of football and especially innovation in football, I thought who better to talk to than the KNVB, the Dutch Football Association. Well, Dutch football has been a significant influence in how modern football is played. FC Barcelona is a classic example of that. And, of course, the KNVB continues to be a leader when it comes to tech and innovation in football. So, to tell us more about all the great initiatives that they are working on is Heel Kirkels, Head of Knowledge Development and Innovation at the KNVB. Welcome to the show, Heel. Thank you, Ron. Great to, uh, to be here. Fantastic. So, as always, we start with something super simple. Tell us about yourself and how you ended up in, I have to say, this very highly enviable role. <laughs> well, thank you much. Well, it's, uh, it's about 12 years ago that I, that I joined the KVB. I have a business background. I wrote my thesis in entrepreneurship, learning and development. Um, I worked at a consultancy company in, in that field for a couple of years, but I've been a football players since I was uh, five years old, so uh, more than 30 years ago uh, at this moment. I still play. I'm a big fan. So uh, when I saw a vacancy at the Netherlands Football Association um, related to, to research and innovation, I was, uh, I was very enthusiastic. So that's about 12 years ago now. Uh, my role has developed quite a bit. So uh, as you can imagine, innovation in, in football was not quite a topic as it is right now, 10 years ago. Uh, but I think we created uh, an environment and a training center, which I will touch upon later, um, that, that really brings the opportunities to, to experiment and to, to develop new things here in football. Uh, so I've been here for, for quite a while and uh, I really like it. And especially when our national team is doing a bit better again nowadays, it's, uh, it's fun to be part of it. Yeah, I'm sure. And I can't wait to talk about more about how you have this incredible conveyor belt of talent, and I'm sure innovation and tech plays a role in that. But so let me let me break this down. There are two important things to talk about today, or two key initiatives. Uh, first, I have to say the timing of this podcast couldn't be better since 
very recently, there was a major announcement made about a newly launched football innovation platform where the KNVB is coming together with some pretty big wigs of world football. There's Ajax Amsterdam, there's Manchester City, the Johan Cruyff Arena, um, UEFA Innovation Hub. So let's start with that, Gil, and tell us more about this platform and how it works and what it hopes to achieve, I guess. That's great. Well, as, as you said, the other topic we'll, we'll talk about is the role of innovation within Dutch football and the KVB. Um, and uh, innovation is one of the key strategic pillars of our current strategy, which runs from uh, 2018 till uh, 2022. Uh, so, uh, so we've been looking since a while to really position ourselves uh, well in that field. Uh, and I think also through the great work that the Sports Tech X has done, you see the, the whole network and ecosystem of startups, interesting companies that develop cool things that can be, can be used in sports. What we found out is that when we were talking to, for example, companies that can help us in improving fan experience or performance technology, uh, a lot of the, the different organizations are talking to the same parties. So I think it's not really efficient for the for the football side of the, of the landscape, uh, but also for the suppliers and for the, for the startups and companies that are looking to to sell or to develop their products. Um, so actually, how it started was probably a bit more than a year ago to to get in touch with with all the different kinds of organizations and to share your ideas and, and connect to different networks. So we can run this more more efficiently. So we've been in touch for, for quite a while, while with, with a couple of these organizations um, uh, to, to really share what we, uh, what we encounter. And for example, a couple of us were present at the French Football uh, Innovation Awards that took place during the Global Sports Week in, in February in Paris. Uh, so these are the kind of, let's say, more under-the-radar initiatives that, that connected us. And uh, with, the, with the current a crisis, as you as you could call it, uh, around COVID nineteen and the whole new world we we are facing uh, in, in football with all the restrictions and things that are not possible. Uh, we wanted to run a, a new innovation challenge, which is now called Reimagine Football, to to really find the right solutions that can help us overcome all the difficulties that the, that the current situation brings. And well, we, we really wanted to do this uh, together, and not just with with the Johan Cruyff Arena and Ajax that we know very well from the Netherlands, uh, but also in a broader international um, context. So we've talked to a lot of organizations. And UEFA, the UEFA Innovation Hub, and also City Football Group were really keen on uh, on joining and putting this up together. So, so that's actually how the the football innovation platform really came to life. Uh, so we have launched this um, with a lot of enthusiastic reactions and, uh, and and a lot of attention, I think. So, so that has worked uh, worked out great for us. But as as you can see, it's quite an organic process of how it uh, how it came to life. Very cool. And I really like this idea. Uh, as you said, there's a lot of inefficiencies of, of startups reaching out to multiple organizations. So when the organizations come together, it makes a lot of sense for both sides of parties. And in fact, we've seen this work really well in the, in the US with the collective bargaining agreements of the teams within the NBA, within the NFL, where the league acts on behalf of the team. So I love the idea of that coming together. So just on the challenge, let's get the timelines right. So it launched on the 1st of July, I believe, and there's an application phase which is open till somewhere around August. Yes, exactly. So the challenge has four, four subtopics, so to say. So we're looking at the, the ad 
home fans, you know, that can't come to the stadium. Uh, we're looking at operational excellence, how to really run the stadium in a, in a COVID-proof uh, way. Then it's also exciting. Also in the Netherlands, we can welcome fans again to the stadiums uh, currently. So we're starting up this process. So how can we do it in a safe way? Uh, but also if, if only part of the stadium is occupied, and how can we make it a great atmosphere for the for the fans? Um, and, and what is probably a bit new to, to this innovation topic is the amateur and recreational football engagement, which we can t- touch upon later as well. But uh, it's obviously very important for, for the KMVB and, and for football associations in, in general, I think, is how to keep kids and everybody uh, engaged with the grassroots football. So that's what we're looking for, and, and we'll run the platform for about six weeks. So it's mid-August that we're uh, that we're closing, and of course we'll we won't wait until the, the the final date if the perfect solution comes up tomorrow to uh, to help restart football in a, in a great way again. Uh, but this is about uh, about the timeline we're looking at. Awesome. As per the website, the submission phase closes on the twelfth of August. So for any startups that are listening are interested, get those applications in. Trust me, you want to be working with the Dutch Football Association and all the other big names that are involved. Okay, so that's one big initiative that you've uh, got under your sleeve. I want to talk about the other one, which has been long running for a longer period of time, which is the KNVB's own innovation hub, which is number 11, uh, which I believe is on the KNVB campus itself. My understanding is that the initiative is a network builder. It has a co-working space and and most importantly, it provides access to the fantastic infrastructure at the KNVB, right? So, so he'll uh, tell us about the story behind that initiative. Yeah, it goes back uh, a couple of years, actually. So we have been here in Zeiss, which is in the middle of, of the country of the Netherlands, with our KNVB offices and training center. But uh, let's say 10 years ago, actually, our national teams weren't really using it anymore because the facilities were outdated and not up to standard of what you would expect from a, from a really top football organization. So we launched the idea of redeveloping the, um, the training center, and I was appointed as the project leader for that in 2012. Um, so we actually could start from scratch in, in developing a new vision of what this training center could be like. And uh, although we like to see ourselves as a, as a big football nation, um, I think we're a lot smaller still than big countries like Germany, France, Brazil, England, uh, etc. So uh, we we try to to develop things with a with our own touch and with a with a distinctive uh, feature, so to say. Uh, so uh, one of the cool things we we got to do is to visit some great new training grounds uh, around Europe, uh, mainly, uh, which gave us a really good insight of. Uh, what you need to accommodate national teams and top players from around big clubs. But actually, uh, where the innovation part came in is when we visited the high-tech campus, which is a facility owned by uh, Philips and Acrolinks in in the Netherlands, a big big company uh, who have moved to a a new campus around 30 years ago and invited... Uh, all kinds of suppliers, universities, sometimes even competitors and other other stakeholders to work physically with them on what they call the, the smartest square mile in the, in the Netherlands. And we were talking to the program manager of 
this facility, uh, who has launched a lot of knowledge exchanging uh, programs, which really fostered innovation for the company. So what they measured as their innovation rate was the number of patents registered per employee, uh, which has gone up not the first couple of years after they went there, but on the longer term really went up by 20-30%. So we thought this is a very interesting uh, philosophy. And, and what if we can uh, project this on football that might help us to be big as a, as a quite small nation again? So that's kind of how we started developing the idea of the KVB campus, which opened in 2016, uh, which hosts uh, training camps for our, our 25 national teams. We have a great sports uh, medical center. We have a, a great uh, Congress facility for our uh, coaching education and referee education courses, etc. Uh, but what makes it special, I think, is that we have this innovation hub, which, of course, you see by now with more football organizations. But what is quite unique is that it includes a co-working space as well. So we have at the moment about 35 companies um, that, that work with us, that, that come here on a regular basis. Of course, in, in, in this period, a bit less than, uh, than, than in last January and February. But it gives them the opportunity to meet each other, to really physically uh, bump into in, into other uh, companies, have a coffee together and, and, and create new ideas. Uh, so this is quite the idea behind it. It's called Number 11, which uh, for us entitles uh, uh, the creative left winger, you know, a bit, um, a very sometimes risk-taking player that comes up with great actions, but uh, can also be a bit annoying maybe in his, his, his team or environment by coming up with uh, too many new ideas or, or being uh, sometimes a bit selfish. Um, but it's kind of the spirit that we want to create, which is not standard, I think, in football, but we really create a new space where people from the association, people from football can interact with people from knowledge institutes and, and startups and companies. So, uh, so that's what we, uh, what we have housed there. And I think what is, uh, what is also cool to say is that it's home to the VAR uh, working space. So uh, in this building is our VAR control room where uh, every weekend uh, when professional football is played, uh, the referees uh, help their colleagues that are, that are working on the pitches um, which I believe is, is one of the greatest examples of how football has innovated over the last decade. Fantastic. First things, I'm curious to know how maybe somebody like Aryan Robin or Mark Overmars will uh, react to that description of the number 11, a little temperamental but super creative, but I'm sure <laughs> they'll enjoy it as well. But more importantly, I think it's a, I mean, it's a fantastic initiative. Sounds exactly like the place to be for any startup or any company that wants to get involved with the Dutch Football Association. Stay up to date with all things sports tech and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get a monthly breakdown of the most important developments in the global sports tech ecosystem, paired with exclusive interviews with industry leaders. Get all of this and more delivered directly to your inbox. Sign up today at sportstechx.com. So quickly, can you tell us what kind of companies or what profile of companies do you look for? Is it very early stage or is it companies who have established products? I'm talking about maybe is it a similar kind of company for the football innovation platform as well as number 11? Yeah, there are definitely some some links between them. But um, 
actually the type of company uh, or, or the stage that they're in doesn't matter that much to us. We're very much open to, to anybody who is engaged in football and innovation. Uh, that's also how we started. So we, we have some scale-ups, some more mature companies. There are also some sponsors of the national team, uh, like really big multinationals that are engaged. But what we look more at is that what kind of topics are they are they working? So uh, uh, actually, when we started, uh, we were pretty much interested in anything that was somehow uh, innovative in, in the football industry. Uh, but over the years, we've narrowed it down uh, to, to four key topics, which we believe also fit really well with, with the role of a national association, which is uh, probably different than, than a professional club or a stadium, for example. So uh, the four topics uh, we look at is, uh, first of all, uh, performance management and talent development. So more on the technical side, uh, it's about performance data, uh, collection, data analytics, talent monitoring, uh, things like that. So we have a group of companies that are really focused on, on this area. Then one I think that can only fit with a, with a national association is the referee technology. Uh, of course, I just mentioned the VAR, uh, which the Netherlands were, were one of the, of the founders of and, and, the, and the associations that were really pushing for this. Uh, and also with the VAR Center at, at the heart of our innovation hub, we, we try to really look at a broader network of companies that, that can help us make the game more uh, fair in that sense. Uh, the third topic we look at is sustainable football infrastructure, uh, which goes from pitch quality, uh, natural turf, but also artificial turf. It's about uh, using green energy in stadiums and, and especially uh, training complexes in, in amateur football. And the last, but maybe even the most important one for us is what we call a new amateur football offering. So uh, what we see is that, in, as in most countries, if you want to play football, you become a member of a local club and you, you have trainings once or twice a week on a weekday and in the weekend you play a match. That's pretty much the only product that we're offering. But what we see in many age groups is that they are looking for new ways of enjoying football and not having to fix themselves on a full season, not on fixed times uh, every week, but more in a flexible way where actually the way they want to play football is more adapted to what what time they have and when they want to, to sport than the other way around. So this is, I think, a major shift in general in sports um, and we're launching initiatives to, uh, to to offer these new things, which is a, a very experimental uh, <laughs> phase and process. But I think it is very much necessary for the whole sports world to to adapt the way that we're organizing uh, sports uh, than before. Great. And, and I think one of the things that you touched on the last point about uh, the emergence of amateur football and the importance being given to it is something is a trend that we see across the world of innovation. Amateur sports is getting so much importance. So great that you're hitting very relevant on-trend touch points. So fantastic, Gil. You've talked a lot about those great initiatives that you've had. Now I want to focus on some key success stories that have come out of there. What do you think have been the ones that, that you love talking about? Well, one one of them is also related to this, this amateur football is, I think, a great project that we're doing with one of our innovation partners in the uh, in number 11, which is the company SciSports. Uh, you might have heard of them. They do a lot of, uh, a lot of activity in 
let's say, data scouting. So they provide services for professional clubs when they're looking for players to, to provide the right options for them based on, on data. So, of course, it's a Dutch company. We know some, some people around there. And uh, a couple of years ago, we started talking of could we develop something like this for the amateur football? Uh, so to make an estimate of how good players actually are. And uh, I think I can say that within the association, we're quite well organized in, in terms of data. So we know a lot about the players, when they have played, uh, what their team has done, uh, how they performed, etc., etc. And we believe that based on those uh, data, we could say something about how good the player is and how good the team is that they're playing in. And we don't do this for, for scouting or, or any other thing yet, but what we want to achieve is to have better competitive balance uh, in the leagues because I think everybody knows, especially in, in youth football, it's not unusual that teams lose or win with, with 10 goals difference, you know, which sounds fun for the win team, but in the end, it's, it's not really fun if you're already leading 5-0 to zero after 5 or 10 minutes in the game. Uh, it's not good for talent development, for fun. We see more dropouts with uh, with kids that are that are losing with high numbers a lot. Uh, so we wanted to change this. So uh, together with Size Sports, we uh, developed what we call the Equality Index, which is a, an index that gives an estimate of how good the player uh, is. And we don't use the individual numbers, but uh, once the the teams are composed by the by the amateur clubs. Uh, we use this this team index to to compose the right league tables to uh, to really try to make more balanced competitions. And we did this for the first time uh, last September. So September 19, we had uh, about a thousand teams organized in new leagues based on this uh, on, on this new uh, new index. And we saw great results. So for example, we. Uh, saw that the the goal difference between the teams has um, has decreased by uh, more than ten percent. So uh, the games got a lot closer. We see that, for example, the number of games where there's a goal difference of seven or more went down by more than twenty percent. We saw that the teams that became champion and winning all the games in their in their league declined with uh, with about sixty percent. So these are only the first results from really the first uh, pilot, so to say, that we did. Um, and it has a great effect. So I think it's a, it's a great uh, example of how we were able to use data with an external partner and really have an influence directly on the, the fun and talent development of, uh, of mainly kids that are, that are playing the game. So that's something we are, we are really proud of and are also keen to share with other sporting uh, federations and associations to 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 learn together uh, uh, of how to uh, how to use data in the right way as you should be i think that is a fantastic initiative one of the best that i've ever heard of true innovative use of data to use data to redistribute talent across grassroots football to make it more competitive and then as a result hopefully create more stars of the future and create high quality football at a very young age shout out to to Sci sports the company that i know well and all the fantastic work that heels brower and and them do over there so i love that story it's a, such a cool use of data and innovation Heel, i want to talk about also now that we've mentioned the success obviously if you can give me one key challenge or something that you wish you had known before you started or i mean you've been in this role a long time 
So what have been some of the key challenges that you faced uh, while developing this innovation platform at the KNVB? Well, I think one of the things is to, to really come down to the, the right topics that you want to innovate on. So um, actually, when we, when we started the Innovation Hub in, in 2017, quite short after a new campus opened, uh, to be honest, we were happy with any innovation initiative that really gained ground. So uh, we, we started with a couple of projects that I thought were really cool and innovative and I really believed in. But... Uh, within the organization or probably within the whole football industry, the main innovation uh, strategy is still quite traditional. You know, it's the, the R&D-based strategy where you actually think of good ideas yourself, which is, I think, also still a great way and uh, with great results. But I think we had to learn people to look outside and to see the people that are engaging with their expertise can actually help them and are not a threat or, or, or want to take over their, their creation process. So what I've really found out, and actually also did some, some research on this from um, a thesis that I wrote during my MESGO studies, which, which is a great program offered by a couple of universities in, in Europe focusing on, on sports governance. Um, I really found out that the engagement of experts in your organization are key for the success of any innovation project that you'll do. Uh, so as an innovation manager, you see so many opportunities and you see so many uh, great things that are, that are possible. But for example, if you want to change something in the, in the fan experience in the stadium, uh, as long as you're a fan marketing manager or whatever the title is, is not 100% convinced that it will be of additional value for him or her, um, it's not going to fly. So uh, you can push a lot for, for any innovation that you believe in. But the main lesson that I learned is really engage them, listen to, to them, because it's, it's their business in the end that you want to support, that you want to make better. And we've launched some initiatives that, uh, again, I thought were really great, but but didn't really work because because the, the engagement was lacking. Uh, so that's something I, I'd really like to tell anybody who is who is working in, in innovation or starting new innovation initiatives. Um, yeah, you can't do this enough. You know, engage them and listen to to the experts, to your internal stakeholders, what they want, uh, because it's key to any to any challenge that you will overcome. Build engagement within the organization. Fantastic. And, that, and that those are the kind of things that you can learn over time. It sounds good in theory and you might know it at the start, but to actually see it in practice and how to do it in a real life use case, that's something that you will learn over time, of course. Il, on a personal note, my next question, and I'm always intrigued by this one, what's been the best piece of advice you ever received? Well, I have to go back to, it was probably 2016 or, or something in, in that time. We were working on the ideas of, of developing this innovation hub. But as you might remember, after the 2014 World Cup, where our national team uh, won the bronze medal, uh, we weren't doing so fine. So uh, we missed the 2016 Euros. We missed the 2018 World Cup. So uh -huh. when we're setting up this, this project, some companies weren't that eager to work with us uh, because we were, the national team wasn't performing. Um, but we had a... Um, uh, a session organized by Peter van der Hogeband, who was a great Olympic uh, gold medalist in uh, swimming. And he brought together a couple of people from sports and, and businesses. And uh, 
we were kind of like, should we even continue with this project? But um, some of the people said, and a lot of you might have heard it before, but uh, never waste a good crisis. So uh, that really turned around our thinking in, okay, the fact that actually our national team was not performing at the moment opened a lot of doors to, to really think different and to try out new ideas. Uh, and this is something that I put in mind, you know, any sports organization, any sports team will have its ups and downs. And of course, things run easier and smoother when the success is on your side. But on the other hand, for innovation and for changing organizations, it's a great opportunity when this is not happening at the moment. Uh, so uh, so that's what I, uh, what I still keep in mind. And uh, although we're doing better at the moment, those times will come uh, for sure. And I'll, uh, I'll turn back to that phrase to, to don't waste this crisis again. Fantastic. And maybe that's why Dutch football has been such a, such a leader in, in world football or innovation in world football, because you all think like that. I mean, going back to total football, it's such a, a completely different way of thinking. Never waste a good, good crisis. I love that. All right, Gil. Uh, fantastic. We've heard so much about all the cool stuff that you're up to right now. We've heard about your successes and challenges. Now I want to focus on the future. What do we have coming up from the KNVB? You already mentioned that that football is coming back. Uh, we had a chat a little before the podcast began about how fans are going to be coming back into the stadium as well and how you all are involved there. So take us into KNVB's vision of football in the future. Uh, I mean, uh, since the world has changed so much, uh, the main thing we're looking at is, is this reimagined football challenge, you know, to, to see how we can really adapt, adapt football to the new situation. And again, there, it's never wasted a good crisis in that sense. I the first priority for all of us is to get fans back into the stadiums uh, in a safe manner, uh, but also with still uh, offering them excitement and, and a great experience. Uh, so that's first of all. But I really hope and believe that um, this whole situation will bring some innovations that will last for uh, for a long time. That will even profit from even in a time when football goes totally back to normal. So I think uh, reimagined football is uh, is the main thing we're looking at right now, and I hope somewhere during the the next season we can really say that some innovations helped uh, football around the globe or maybe sports in general to uh, to get back to to the normal level uh, quicker than we would have otherwise. So that's what our main focus in is, is on at the moment. And, um, uh, but that's maybe also a bit personal thing uh, regarding VAR. I think um, in the referee world, we can still do a lot in making the communication better. So uh, what, what I see in different sports, in hearing more from directly from the referees and about their decisions and explaining a bit more about what is happening between the referees and the VARs, um, I listen to their conversations uh, sometimes, and it's really it's top class work what those uh, what those people are doing. And I think it's first of all interesting to get an insight in uh, uh, in, in how that process works, but also really add something uh, to the experience and to the clarity of the decisions uh, for the fans. So I hope that's something we can uh, contribute to as well. Love it. Looking really forward to that. Those are two big topics. Uh, Reimagined football, which we covered earlier, your big initiative, and the evolution of VAR, uh, something that I think any football fan is eagerly awaiting and seeing how, how this gets better and better as time goes by. All right, Gil, fantastic. My last question and the one I always sign off with and also my kind of favorite one. Uh, we're all sports fans at the end of the day and I would love to know 
what is your favorite sporting moment though i will guess that it has something to do with uh, some dutch football moments but uh, tell me what's been your favorite moment that you've been a part of or witnessed i thought long about this actually but i think if i had to pick one it's uh, the quarterfinal of the 2014 world cup we played costa rica and it came uh, came down to a penalty shootout and um As some might remember in the extra time, just before the extra time was over, our head coach, Louis van Gaal, he made a substitution and he... Yeah, of course. Silinson comes off and Tim Krul comes on. Exactly, exactly. So, there's only is a story if you win the penalty shootout afterwards. But what I really <laughs> like about it is that it's something that I, I had never seen before, you know. So, it's a different way of thinking. It takes courage to make a decision like uh, like that and to do it different. So, it shows that I think Louis van Gaal is, is somebody who who really uh, really tries to do things in a very innovative way. So, so for that reason, that's uh, probably my, my most favorite moment. Love it. Again, the theme of innovation and the way that Dutch football thinks. Uh, that's such a great way to sign off. Gil, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today's show. I'm really looking forward to the outcomes of the Reimagined Football Initiative and all the other stuff that you talked about. All of us will be keeping track. So thanks a lot and best luck with everything. Thank you very much, Ron. Fantastic, guys. That's another episode done. Uh, as always, please track us on all our social channels and uh, Keep an eye out every other Thursday for another episode. Uh, stay tuned and uh, talk soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast with Roan Maholtra. If you like our show, let us know and leave a review. And if you want to know more about us, check out sportstechx.com, where you can find our latest industry reports and updates. For a deeper dive into all things sports tech, check out our comprehensive database, SportsTechDB, at sportstechdb.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at SportsTechX on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Join us next time for another insightful conversation with a leader in sports tech.